Chapter 5 Training Day An hour later, Miss Evans meet me at the door to my quarters. She's holding a black duffel bag and a small device in her hand. I reach for the bag and purposely avoid taking the device, waiting for her to offer. She does. Here, this is also for you, she says. I take it from her, searching it as I hold it up, rotating it in my hand. What exactly is it? It's called a call light. See that huge button in the center? Yeah. Well, when the challenge of the quad becomes too overwhelming and you are ready to call it quits, just press the button and instantly it will all be over. I clear my throat. What will be over? Whatever the quad is throwing at you. What makes you think I'll need it? She smiles. <laughs> she sighs. Miss Evans folds her arms behind her back, heels tapping. Well, the hope is that you don't need it. But if you do, it's the easiest way to shut down the quad. Once those doors close, you are on your own. Those watching will only be able to do just that. If you need the challenge to stop, the call light will be the only way. But I have faith that you will do just fine. Really? I ask. Her eyes narrow at me like a cute puppy. Yes. At least for now. After that, it gets a little trickier. But the learning curve helps to take away the difficulty. Once you get the gist of what's going on, you should be fine. The first two phases are the easiest. Jathan and Francis have already completed those. I scratch my head. Jathan and Francis? They will not be joining you today, only observing. Later, we will have formal team training. The quad is meant to build you up, all as individual warriors. I swallow hard as my knees begin to quiver. All right, I say assuredly. I'll just change into these and be out shortly. Inside the bag I find a pair of socks, fitted spandex pants, and a long-sleeved shirt, also fitted with a zipper along the front, all navy, with a matted finish. The material is breathable, and it snuggles along my skin as I fold into it. Through the small pores within the fabric, the cool air of the room circulates around me, and a deep warmth flows through my veins. I pull up the zipper and the collar wraps around my neck. I slip into the lightweight sneakers, and they tighten, conforming to my feet. They resemble swim shoes, with the exception of having twice the sole thickness. I gaze at the person in the mirror, poke out my chest, and flatten my back like an ironing board. He stares back at me, and I do a double take, barely recognizing him. Other than the physical meekness, frail arms and legs, and flat chest, his demeanor has changed. The look in his eyes, his voracious and the stoic expression on his face, conceals his doubt. He's strong, not arrogant. Kind of awesome. My hands fist and open as I let out a loud, Woo! Confidence washes over me. I leave my room and Miss Evans rises to meet me. This time, she makes no remarks, merely motions down the hallway. We trail off the normal path and enter another side corridor that leads to an oversized red door. It opens on its own, 
and I hesitate for a moment before entering. This must be it. A large beige room awaits me, with a hulking figure of a man standing in the center. Miss Evans has disappeared, and I approach him, fidgeting with the call light in my hand, my thumb already lightly stroking the button in the center. He stands very tall, towering at least two feet above me, with his arms crossed over his massive chest. His bronze skin shines under the lights, and he wears a similar outfit to mine, but with a noticeable difference. The fabric is stretched to the max as chiseled muscles protrude from every crevice in his body. Some parts shine more translucent than blue as they strain along bony bulges like elbows and kneecaps. The strong, persistent swooshes in my chest are back, and my mouth tastes like cotton. As I get closer, he calls out to me, dry, heavy tone. So.